going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 944 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Joined today, back in studios, James Dean Raider in Florida. A Florida man, Ben Askren. What's up, man? How you doing, Mister Mister Fargo? I'm gonna go wrestle some alligators later. Oh Florida yeah, man. you get. Are you get. gonna ironically hit them in a gator roll? Oh, I think the gator was a terrible move, so I will not do that to them. You will not. Okay, yeah, stay away from it. I saw this uh, the a Twitter post, and it was like you have to face one for like a half hour, or twenty minutes. It was like a tiger, a grizzly bear, something else, and then a. Alligator, alligator. Okay. For I've sure. been there. I've done that. I've wrestled yeah. alligators. JD's been there. Gator's no problem. <laughs> yeah, you go. You go with the gator, so. unless you had to be in the water. If you're in the water, then it'd be dumb. Yeah, because that's the that's the alligator's house, as you would say. Yeah, yep. shark's house. I forget who I was I talking to. Be going in the ocean. I will not. I cannot believe you're scared of the ocean. <laughs> I actually. Uh, when I was at Bitcoin conference down here, um, I actually, I went, I, I conquered my fears. I went snorkeling with my wife and uh, our friends. Um, so I was not a coward. See, yeah. Good job. It almost cost me my life, but I did it. What'd you say? Were you scared? It almost cost me my life, but I did it. <laughs> Only maybe, what if we're just now finding out you can't swim? If I found out Ben Askren can't swim, I'd be like, uh, maybe. He, just, he only learned how to wrestle. <laughs> I can't swim great. I would not win a race, but I can swim. Okay, that's good. Everyone should know how to swim. Learn how to swim. It's important because you, you never know. Okay. We got to talk about this this Wisconsin performance at Fargo. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I want to talk all about it. I just want to I want to give you the floor to start, Ben, because what an incredible, incredible showing by Team Wisconsin, by AWA. Um, I'm sure you're feeling a lot of pride, and we haven't had a show since. So why don't you? Uh, I'll give you the floor first. Uh, Dad, I got nothing. It was outstanding. It was amazing. It felt so good. I told you, you know, like the seniors, we encouraged them to participate, and Braden Schools and uh, Noel Mulvaney were able to end their careers with Fargo titles. Um, yeah, it was it was awesome because we barely lost any matches in the semis and the finals. Um, so man, that it's pretty rare when that happens. Um, yeah, I mean, this kind of came together. It was awesome. Um, was there? A, it seemed like the Mulvaney match, especially for you, like stuck out as like one that was really um, special. Or, yeah. Or what? What? What is it about Noah? Or what? What made that kind of cool for you? Um. Yeah, I mean, well, I, th- I think obviously it was kind of dramatic, you know, ended in dramatic fashion uh, was, you know, one of them where he, you know, chest wrapped him for the finish. Uh, but I think Noah is someone that everyone in Wisconsin likes. And he's just someone who he kind of goes to all the, you know, he's a Heartland kid, but he goes to all the academies and he's done yeah. camps a lot of places. And then I think for him, you know, for him and for me, he had a relatively successful like growing up wrestling or you know ch- i don't want to say childhood but you know seventh eighth grade he was really good um and then he had some injuries in a period where he wasn't all that good anymore right he kind of like lacked success and there was you know three or four or five national tournaments in a row he didn't place in kind of came up short and then you know just really really committed to the process and um you know finished his high school career really awesome he was uh i believe he was undefeated junior duels um and then national title sweet now yeah. what do you say to those 
Caleb Piles out there who say that Noah is 30 years old. <laughs> he's like, he's like, Caleb's like, he is not in high school. He's like, it is not possible. He's like, Dad, are you tricking me? I was like, he is. Uh, so funny. I made I made a post on my Instagram about the you know the match and the 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 video on there and it was uh and it was funny because Noah texted me he's like dude everyone's bullying me <laughs> so, so welcome to my Instagram <laughs> that's kind of what happens. One of the guys that uh that I work with on the grappling team just sent me like an Instagram post with him and he goes he's like yeah high school senior he's like nice try Dan Dennis because <laughs> he's got like a wild <laughs> man look. You he's know, actually boring. not that old either like I don't think he's nineteen yet. Every high school had that kid that could just grow the beard and like, you know, whatever early on. And uh, yeah. spoiler alert, that was not me in high school. Uh, you guys, everyone <laughs> was thinking, that sounds like yeah, Kyle's. Actually not. I don't think he's 19, but you know, the, the unfortunate part, and he knows this is uh, he's going to lose his hair kind of early. It happened to the great Parker Kekheisen also, who was, uh, you know, he was with us helping out. Just, uh, yeah, I saw that. He, yeah. He did a good job. It happened. Everyone was there i recruited keegan i'm trying to get keegan and mitchell there next year too so really uh further our army that would be well tell them to quit making world teams yeah that's that's a big part of, that's a big chink in the <laughs> armor uh i told uh keegan that um uh, zane richards was there if he could do it why can't he zane richards was there like the entire time yeah too. he must really love coaching because he had to have flown yeah. straight from budapest I'm yeah. pretty sure they said that on the broadcast that he did fly from Budapest to Fargo. And then Spay made a joke or David asked if it was a direct from Budapest <laughs> to Fargo. And it may have been. Um, yeah, for sure possible. Um, some other – well, M- Mirasola got it done, uh, 195. Connor, Connor yeah. won 71-0. to zero. No one could even score a point on him. He's really freaking good, man. Uh, incredibly impressive performance by him potentially setting up i think i don't know did he get a golden ticket there on the spot got a golden ticket oh boy looking like some awa versus awa who's number one action probably going to happen uh connor definitely had a great performance um and cole made the finals and he had the craziest match that i saw against henderson of utah oh in the semis yeah i mean i was frustrated because i thought uh so from a spectating standpoint, it was, I'm sure, very fun. From a coaching standpoint, it was like, dude, stop letting this dude score points. Just beat well, him by the, more. The killer, what what made it extra dramatic, I guess we could say, was he kind of fought himself at the end of the first. Like trying, uh, he was countering the double, and that was like, yeah. that guy was not going to take him to the back. No way. And then he kind of put himself yeah. there and put yeah. the ref in a weird position, and they, they went four. But yes. it made for all the more dramatic of a comeback. Yeah, that was good. And then obviously he lost to Cody Merrill in the final. Cody Merrill's big and strong and good at wrestling. Um, we had a so question was, about that match, and it was like, is it just simple as Mirasol did not have the horsepower at this point to beat Merrill? I mean, that's how it looked. That that just Merrill just looks like a man out there. Yeah, he's big and thick and um I mean, obviously, he's really good at what he does, um, so you don't want to take that away from him, but he obviously was bigger and stronger. And, you know, Cole's in a situation where he's like, I think he's like 208 right now or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. Um, and bigger, but he's de- definitely not a full-sized 220 uh, by any sense of the imagination at this point. For sure. Uh, yeah. Hacken, uh, Hawken Peterson? Is it Hawken? 
yep, don't want to mess that up. He got uh, he won a title. That was uh, also impressive performance by him. I think he's the one champ that hasn't been mentioned at this point, but did a good yeah. job. Unranked won Fargo. Um, yeah, not- yeah. I, I told you guys I had issues with your rankings though, because he he you know he did it for the team. Um, I mean, you saw he wasn't. He's not a. He's not even a big one hundred six. He was smaller he went, in his semi and final. He for sure was noticeably smaller than his opponents. And he went up to one thirteen for the team for junior duels, and you know he lost a bunch of matches. But it's like he lost to the guy that won the national title one thirteen, like five two, and I think he lost to the guy that in Iowa does in the semis like seven four. So like he's competitive with those guys who just, you know, small and just couldn't beat him. And that really hurt him in the rankings, but I'm sure uh, he'll be properly ranked uh, the next time. For sure. Uh, some non Wisconsin related things. We can always bounce back. Of course. No, only Wisconsin. That's all, all we're right, talking Wisconsin about. radio live. Let's go. Um, how about, no, because the one we haven't talked about is non-AWA, but oh, how hockey. about freaking boy hockey? That, he got I, tackled by Aiden Natal, uh last month. Last month, and it wasn't looking so good. It looked for like him. it was about to happen again. It looked like yeah, it was I think nine three and, or maybe nine two, and he just started chipping away. And then he got the takedown, and then he got the turn. And he put him on his back, and uh, you know Scott Cleaver's gonna want me to mention this. That tied Wisconsin for the most junior national freestyle titles ever won in a championship at five for Wisconsin. Incredible, and that was I mean maybe that was the craziest match. He that really, was crazy. He I mean. It was a combination of he Atal wasn't able to get to some of the areas where he was as good, and then seemed like he really got tired. Like he had a hard yeah. time maintaining. And Hopke just kept the put the heat on, and kept attacking, kept attacking, and then that last scramble where he get got the fall, I think was all about having way more in the tank. And you know, Atal is an interesting prospect because sometimes I'm like, this guy could be really, really good, but. Different sort of body type for for heavyweight. It's kind of going like it's not as common to see kind of the short, really stocky heavyweights anymore. Outside, of like you know, you have the Snyders, but obviously Aiden's not a Snyder prototype. So it'll be interesting to see how he translates next level for for Oregon State. Um, Hopke obviously a stud, and this that win has to give him a lot of confidence to go from getting Tech to a, a win by fall. Um, and I think, you know, what I think was interesting, Christian, about the match is that um, I feel like Coy was the one that kind of got tired last month. Yeah. Um, juniors, you know, and now and, and he kind of flipped it, which is, uh, you know, when it's a cardio thing, that's not really a, it, you know, it was five, I think it was five weeks probably between the two tournaments, but it's not something you usually see. No, no, not, not normally turned around like that. Who knows what it was? Yeah. Um, Okay, that yeah, awesome. that was that was a crazy, crazy match. Re- great way to end junior uh, freestyle too, which was a great set of finals. Um, some other standouts: Leo DeLuca teched Barrick Jordan, who Barrick Jordan beat Cortez in the semis, I want to say, um, yeah. and then DeLuca just left no doubt there. He's a really, really impressive. He got a golden ticket, which is exciting. Who's he gonna wrestle? Any idea? Knox, maybe. Not I don't. I don't yet. know. I don't know. I think. I think so. I think there's still some some weight to yeah. figure out who's going. What yeah, weight. that's the thing. Now that Fargo Fargo ends, and then you get on the phones about, all right, what weight are you going next year? And you figure it out, and you start to set it. Um, yeah. Ryder Block had an impressive close to his uh, high school career with a OW performance, 
won 10-0 in the finals over Zepeda. Um, well, she had a really good tournament. I know uh, that's one of Daniel's guys. So I know Daniel was bragging about him all week. Um, I'm, I'm playing on who he, he beat someone really. I was watching the matches. He beat someone really good, I think, in the quarters and the semis. Let me mm. try to – I'm going to bring it back. I don't, I don't have them up. Do you guys I have them up it. by any chance? Yeah, hold on. Um, who did you try to beat, like, the quarters and semis? That was really he good. He beat uh, Aob, and then he beat um, Evan Solis. Oh, yeah. A, A, I think Aob was the match I watched. Didn't he beat him quick? 6-5. Oh man, not the one I watched. He beat Solus ten zero in uh one sixteen. That might have been the one, yeah. Yep. Nice. Yep. So he's really tough. Um who who were standouts for you that were not from Wisconsin or people? Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to the brackets right now because it is always so much. I mean, one of the things actually I should compliment US Air because sometimes I say when I don't like the things they do, but uh it it felt really well ran. They went long in a couple of the sessions, but not all that long. I like the new format um, where there's the junior and cadets the same three days, uh, and then the finals going together. It was it was pretty cool having that happen. And then you know it got this got mentioned in one of our questions, so maybe I'll bring it up early. But the fact that Fargo it was already the biggest term in the world, and it just keeps growing and growing. Yeah. And I know obviously it's going to be limited because there's you can only have four kids per state plus the you know Northern Plains entries and stuff, so it can only it can only get so big. But uh, holy crap, like the notion that it's 60% bigger than it was 10 years ago, that's freaking crazy. So the, the question that was asked is like, is this growth, I think the word was sustainable. Uh, no, it's not. They're going to have to start. <laughs> they're going to have to start moving around. And like these states, a lot of them are asking for more. They want more qualifiers. They're like, we're not getting enough yeah. of our good kids in. Um, I could, I mean, I don't know this, but. They may have to start moving it around or, or splitting it up. I don't splitting it up. I'm sure they don't want to. No, don't split it up. We can't do that, Christian. What are you talking about? I don't want them to. But I'm listen. They, I'm sure USA Wrestling loves the growth. We love the growth. It's great for the sport. Um, but you know, with, on the women's side, it's growing so, so, so fast. Okay. Um, yes. Yeah, it's not sustainable. Like, there's only so okay. much. I, so I would disagree with the sentiment. Um, so this is the only tournament all year that is like a by state. Like you have to qualify through your state to go to this tournament. You know, like mm -hmm. Super League 2 has qualification procedures, but this is like, this is Team Wisconsin and Team Minnesota. And so I think as long as you can be strict and keep those at the numbers they are. And Wisconsin had the most wrestle-offs ever, but it wasn't that. I mean, maybe like 10 kids didn't get to go, like not that many. Um, obviously, we got a bunch of free qualifier spots in Northern Plains and whatnot. Um, but I think that kind of makes it prestigious, the fact that you have to qualify in order to go, and it's not just an open and it's by state. I think it's I think it's a cool thing. I think, I think they should keep it like that. Um, yeah, yeah, if it was I mean, open are, by state, the brackets are already like no, I'm not, 200 yeah, and whatever mini-man brackets. I'm not advocating for an open tournament. I'm just saying. I'm I'm not even saying there should they should allow more. I'm saying... That is something that states are asking for. Like, hey, we want more spots. Yeah. I think you just got to keep it where it's at. I mean, there can't be um, there can't be that many states that maybe Illinois, Iowa, and Minnesota. And, but like I said, even Wisconsin, we didn't have – we had wrestle-offs, but we didn't have that many. Um, there can't be that many more states that want more spots, I would imagine. Yeah. 
The only thing, I mean, I guess the only hard part, and this would be true for Wisconsin, and I'm sure it's true for all the states, is um, you obviously have the most kids in the middle. So I know like junior 160, and thank God mm-hmm. we had a bunch of good ones, but we had, I think we had eight or nine guys there. Yeah. You know, so if we're actually limited to really limited to the floor, it would be an issue. <laughs> you could put some more, uh, more weights in the middle and take out like junior 100, for example. Probably should take that one out. Um, something like that could maybe be beneficial. Yeah. Um, so I, we love the growth at Fargo. Hope it can get as big as possible. I love the idea that it's all there. One crazy week of wrestling. I think it's cool. But um, okay, so sorry, I got distracted. Back to your question. Uh, Kyler Larkin was impressive. The uh, I mean, in the final, he killed killed Peterson. And that last, it was yawn, It was very Yanni like. You remember mm-hmm. where he was trying to push him out, and he spun and knocked him over. Yeah, that was freaking amazing. He has a great feel for the sport of wrestling. Good feel, good really good feel. balance, um, flexibility, all those things. So um, he's one guy. He's impressed me before, and obviously that bracket was. Uh, a really, really good bracket as well. Yes, for sure. It was very deep. Uh, I want to say there's some 16 new guys that really impressed. First of all, a lot of people in the chat talking about Michael Mako, son of Steve. Oh, he yeah. Is, he is a beast. Uh, doubled up, I believe. Um, yes. Yes, he did. He won Greco 3-2. Very, very, very impressed. I didn't know that. I mean, I knew that Steve had kids, but I didn't know they were like active and really good at wrestling but i want to say he's got like five kids or six kids something like that yeah he's got yeah. a he's got a bunch a fleet of makos yeah. michael is good coming in i predicted him to win but not Flex. the way he did <laughs> yeah he i 11-0 in the finals he was Fast. he was a w was of a freestyle yeah pretty athletic he can really move well um you know good. his father was a a brute hand fighter had some good foot sweep stuff. So different sort of style, but yeah, equally effective uh, at this point. Another guy I was really impressed with, I want to say when Greco, I think I saw the highlight. I didn't watch Greco. Jaden Rainey, uh, this is nothing new. These kids are good. But I was specifically impressed. A few of the scrambles, Romero was doing some really good things, and Rainey was just keeping up. Every single move Romero made, Rainey was keeping up, and then he was eventually getting ahead of him. Um, and just like some of the sequences in there were really, really high level and impressive, kind of for both guys, but Rainy Kemp came out on top of all of them. Yeah, those are those matches where it's like it's sort of close, but you get killed because you just are barely losing every exchange. My yes. favorite guy, maybe of the whole tournament, the revelation to me um, was another Jaden, but Jaden James. I don't know if you got to watch him much from New Jersey. I, yeah, I watched his final, but I did, I've never heard of him before this. I don't really know him at all. I hadn't um, either. I he was a he was a one thirteen this year. He's from Del Barton, New Jersey. He was third at New Jersey States, and now he's up at one thirty two. He, he first of all, his finals match against Saldate was was incredible. He's down six one and storms back. But watch his like semi and quarter. Very extremely technical. Really slick. He's got he can attack both sides. Good. Drag reattacks. Um, I'm. I was really, really impressed with him. I feel like he's a guy. And then Aaron Stewart, one sixty. He's beast. He, he's an absolute beast. Absolutely. He his reattacks are insane. Very impressed with him. 
Um, so those, that's who stood out to me. I was really, really impressed with Jaden James. I'm excited to see what he can do because not, um, you know, you can tell. I mean, first of all, it's 16U, so they're all pretty young. But you can tell he's got some physical maturity still ahead of him. And his technical skills, I think, are really impressive. I agree totally on that one. Yeah. Um, let's see. What other ones? Melvin Are Miller was really impressive to me. Yeah. He was a he guy was. who I'd, I had heard about but uh, hadn't been able to, to watch yet, and he passed the eye test as yeah, well as the results test. Some other familiar names. Um, we, we've talked a lot about this guy, Sean Ross. He's super good. Really impressed with him. Um, hoping we keep him in the old uh, – in the sport, because he's going to be a really fun one to watch over the years. I mean, he's a Seabull kid along with uh, a one Ben Keeter, so he might mm-hmm. try and follow in his path. Let's hope so. And then Elijah Diakamahalas, the one oh, they call yeah. the one they call Lige. He uh, a, a later bloomer than the other. He started later in the sport, I believe, than than Yanni and Greg. But I mean, he's good and he's big, one eighty two. Little big bro. <laughs> it's like little big brother, yeah. Uh, but he's he's super tough as well. Excited to see his career unfold. I, it's crazy. He's still 16 new. So it's yeah. kind of interesting. I feel like you don't get too often where you've got three brothers, a middleweight, a lightweight, and an upperweight. Yeah, and that <laughs> order is sort yes. of weird too. Um, yeah. A lot of variety in the Akamahalas family. If you're going to be young, youngest, uh, it's probably you probably want – Probably a good thing to be biggest. You want to be the biggest. That's <laughs> that's a good way to good way to be. Uh, okay. What else stood out to you, Benjamin? Oh, I don't know. It's going through these brackets, and it's like honestly, I didn't. I got to watch almost all the finals, but you know, prior to that, it's like I was so busy coaching. I would catch matches here and there, you know, if I was waiting for someone, but um. Like I didn't get to watch a whole bunch of like one bracket, for example, that I would have loved to watch a whole bunch of. Uh, and you already mentioned, you already mentioned the champ, which is Leo DeLuca. But um, as I kind of look through the results of the 120 pound juniors bracket, I mean, there were some really, really good matches. Um, like Cortez versus Mendoza was in the quarters. I remember I kind of came over at the end of that and, you know, it was, it was uh, debatable and then Cortez versus Jordan was uh, another one that was really close and contentious. Um, Edwin Sierra and uh, Ethan Rivera was a good one. Like that would have been a bracket that would have been a ton of fun to watch if I uh, would have had some more time and could have just went out and sat over there and watched them. Yeah. Did you have any? With uh, obviously we know about your finals, but did you have any guys break out or have really strong performances relative to what you expected and, and get on the podium? Um, not anyone that was unexpected. You know, Ben Bast at one twenty six took eighth place, and he was another senior that was nice to see him get on the podium. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, no one that was totally under the radar. Got it. Got it. It's kind of hard. To, I don't know if you know. It's kind of hard to be under the radar of Fargo because you have to win so many freaking matches. It's like yeah, it's like get lucky and win a couple matches. All of a sudden you're on the podium. It's like you got to win match after match after match. Like you got to be the you cannot fake it in Fargo. You got to be the real freaking deal. Mm-hmm. Kyler Knack uh, really impressed me too. Uh, 16 new, 152. He's a guy I knew because he's from Iowa. He won a state title this year for Don Where Bosco. Where are you from, I didn't know him. What high school? Don Bosco in That's Gilbertville. That's like in Waterloo area? 
Yep, Eastern Iowa. He wrestles for uh, Immortals Wrestling Club, uh, which I believe is, is out of Cedar Sh- Falls. That's the Schwab one. Yep. That's where the Schwabs go. Which Schwab boys are going to Don Bosco as well. Oh, cool. Next year. Uh, but he he was a guy who, you know, was impressive. Um, I think he was nationally ranked in the, like, high teens coming in. But not a guy I would have predicted to uh, kind of dominate his way through Fargo and doubled up, too. So That's impressive. Impressive performance from another Kyle name Knight. you have down here is Seamus Reagan. Yep, little little Tennessee guy. Um, it, sometimes it's hard to gauge the like really lightweights, mm-hmm. but uh, Caleb Noble is an Illinois guy, and he, who he beat they in the finals. Up. He was Wisconsin last year. Yeah, not now he's Illinois. Uh, Noble ended up winning Greco, but I feel like a lot of times we look back on those hundred pound brackets, and it's kind of like oh. This guy won this way. Yeah. In 16 you, not junior. Junior 100 is a joke. Not a complete joke. Oh, but... so <laughs> it's very small for juniors. Yes. Uh, you know another guy, who, and I, I didn't watch times, but the bracket was super deep with really high-level people would be Vince Buzakis, and I didn't mm-hmm. watch a ton of the matches, but um, just, just looking through the results and looking at all the different ranked guys that were in this bracket, and he came out on top of it. Uh, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Very impressive indeed. Uh, there was a crazy, cr- couple crazy things happened. This did you watch this Maestas Shepherd um, debacle from the semis, where the clock didn't run for twenty seconds? Oh, I didn't watch that. It was kind of nuts. That's the little twenty pounder. He won, right? That's the guy. Maestas, I think, did win. He did win. Um, so it's crazy. Well, I wish you had seen it. Um, but essentially what happens is they're in this kind of a crazy match. Clinton, I think Clinton is his first name, Shepard versus Maestas, and of Florida. And basically the clock is just running, and it's kind of a shootout, but Shepard's up by like four points or something. And at 25, the clock just inexplicably stops. The The scorekeeper hits yeah. something and stops the clock. You I can think, tell it's when he enters a score. I believe they entered the score wrong and then went to fix it. And when they stopped it, when they fixed it, they stopped the clock and did not notice or say anything to the point where Kozak is like on the call saying the clock's not running. And so what happens is for it, this happens at with 25 on the clock in the second period and it runs or it doesn't run for 24 seconds ballpark if you time it and they're wrestling this entire time. And then it's, then it starts running after 24 seconds and then Maestas and the last second gets a takedown and a last second gut to win at the buzzer, like 14-12 or something. And so Maestas wins with the, you know, they wrestled six minutes and 24 seconds. And basically what Coach Howe from Indiana, Andrew Howe, of course, learned is like you, there's really no mechanism to fix when the clock doesn't run for 24 seconds. And no they, Josh Howe rule. Huh? Let's go no back Josh and watch it with a stopwatch. Oh, you you could have, but they they didn't. I mean, there's not even any contention that there would not have been time left when this kid scored his last points. Um, so the question is, what what should be the thing? You can't have 24 seconds be wrestled without it counting, and then have matches in like this. But it seemed yeah. like there was no mechanism within the rule book to to fix it and if there was they didn't they didn't utilize it but i thought that was that was a bad 
human error is going to happen. You got this many thousands of matches and scorekeepers and like mistakes are going to happen. You have to have some sort of mechanism in place. This wasn't an insignificant match. It was a semifinal bout. And uh, the guy that won ended up winning the whole thing. So you need to be able to go back. And I don't know what would have been right. It seemed like, hey, we just re-wrestled the second period or even the whole match. But I don't know. Something about having an extra 24 seconds of a six-minute match uh, doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would agree. Yeah, That sucked. That it did stink for sure. Not we cool. do what the NCAA did. Don't they have the rule now where you can stop watch it? They can it's... now. Uh, yeah. Josh Hiles like yeah one year too late. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, this uh, was this was a a bummer for sure. Just to see a match end like that, I I don't know. Uh, it was sixteen U, so it would have been a four minute match. Um, but not cool. Dang. The other uh, big controversy was the Joel Adams mm. match. Did you see this, Ben? Uh, we got choked out, but someone said they re-wrestled the match. Yes, because they didn't restart in parterre. Well, they just called after the fall. That. No, they didn't call the fall. Oh. They did not call the fall. Oh, I'm, talking, then, I'm thinking about the other match you rewatched right. this morning. Sorry. And Joel Adams goes on to win the match. Um very close, but they say because they didn't restart in parterre and it was the first period, they re-wrestled the entire match. But he got beat worse the second time. I know, but also, should he should Adams have been pinned? Like, I mean, that's one of those things where it's it's legal headlock, bad refereeing. Like you got to understand when someone's unconscious, and you. Go, I actually watched. Um, it was a senior Greco highlight. And the guy said they said the guy got head pinched eight times because he got head pinched for a bunch, and they must have from like, Budapest. Was that the one? And it took the points away, and they did the same thing again. Oh my gosh, that was hilarious! Xavier Johnson was that Xavier oh, Johnson's match? That guy was unconscious. What are you guys talking about? What do you mean? The the guy got choked unconscious and rolled around like a rag doll. I think I think you're talking about the Xavier Johnson yeah. match. Yeah. Yeah. And then he went right back to it and did it again and teched yes. him. That was not dumb. good. Not good. Not good. Um, oh, man. Okay, I thought so you were no, talking about that. I think you should be able to be pinned after you get choked unconscious. I don't think you should be able to be pinned. That's fair. Who's to determine who's unconscious? It's not hard to act unconscious. Just go limp, close your eyes. Did you ever play hide and go seek, Ben? I mean, literally every kid has trained for this moment. It's like, okay, let me just act asleep, and I can't be pinned now. Play a little possum. Oh, it ain't hard. <laughs> That's what wives do at night, right? <laughs> what? <laughs> I missed it. Ben's talking ster- it. stereotypical. Uh, uh, I feel like ninety-five, uh, like nineteen ninety-five sitcom. No, the wife acting asleep. Yeah, he watches Married with Children for sure. <laughs> ben loves that show. Um, no, you you can't no. If you, it's it's a loophole. I don't want a lot of kids, you know, wrestlers being unconscious, but it's not hard to fake. Man, you know what? I didn't, Christian. You know what? I feel so stupid because I actually didn't think about people faking it before that. But because I watched the film and, and I thought it was clear he was unconscious. Um, I did maybe not. Got, maybe he was about, faking it. 
could be could have been a fake and i'm not trying to accuse anyone of anything but you know what it's better than getting pinned you know maybe yeah especially if you're like you're almost gonna go out then just fake it yeah it's easy just like you know give in a little bit well this is similar to remember when sarah hildebrandt fought the front head pinch oh yeah and ben said you either need to make that movie legal or you should be able to choke them out if they're gonna fight it yeah yeah yeah. So let's just make chokeouts. Back to making chokeouts. Joel legal. just fought. Joel just fought this headlock so hard that he choked himself out. Wow. It, yeah. I mean, really, that is that is what happened. Yeah. It is kind of like a. I mean, that's the point of the move. Like, you're supposed to like go over so that you don't go unconscious. Or like, it happens a lot with like, you know, arms too. It's like you, when kids fight it too hard and they get potentially dangerous, cold. It's like, well, that's the point of the move. Is that. You're supposed to go over so you don't get hurt. Yes. And that's uh that's I, I can't stand when they say like you're squeezing it too tight. It's like, no, that's like the point. Like that's exactly what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to squeeze it so tight that he flips over and I get points for it. Like, duh. Come yeah, on. I don't know. Let's make it illegal. Let's just make chokeouts legal. Right. You need to write your own rule book and then just distribute it and just be like, hey, we're using these moving forward and just see what happens. You could probably get, <laughs> you could probably trick uh, you know some people. I love it. All it takes is one good ref to you know just start the move and be like, no, we're calling it this way. I do know yeah. UWW has a new rule started this past year where I think the exact vocabulary is like if the wrestler yells out or cries out while on his back, forcing entry time, he's pinned. Oh, he's really? In the danger position. I was just telling someone this the other day. I think it was before the finals. We were all playing around, and someone started screaming. And I'm like, dude, then you're pinned. Like, whatever. I don't in know. MMA, verbal tap is a thing. If you mm-hmm. if you scream out while you're in a submission hold, the match is over. That's a verbal tap. I don't know if USA Wrestling has adopted that rule yet or not, especially in high school. I don't yeah. know if that rule applies for going unconscious on your back. I don't think it does. If you scream while you going unconscious. unconscious <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. But I, I can't remember the, exactly what it says. It's unfair. No, you know the word. Because if you just require you... entry time, if it just says you require entry time while on your back, going unconscious requires entry time. You should be he ain't wrong. He's not wrong. Hey, Christian, you probably experienced this because you still go to youth tournaments because you got a kid. Yeah. The worst one is when – it's, it's usually high school referees, and it's just because they're scared. They don't know what to do. They but are like, scared. The kid is just like in so much pain. He's screaming it on his back. Yeah. And they call a fall because he's not super flat. It's like, for God's sake, just freaking call the pin. Get this thing over with. Yeah. And let's go with it. Why are we making this kid scream for 30 seconds? I, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I think they freak out. But, yeah, yeah. You, you do see your, your fair share of those. Probably more in Wisconsin than in Texas. We're just built a little <laughs> bit different. Yeah, right. But Texas tough. I, I can't admit I've seen it. I mean, how, many, uh, how many points did Texas score at Fargo? Let me, I'm going to go look at this now. They had right. at least one All-American in Greco, none in Junior Freestyle. Yeah. Or, no, one in Ooh. Junior Freestyle. You have Freestyle. They're a big donut. Yeah, convenient timing. Now Ben is all of a sudden interested in uh, crunching the state numbers now that Wisconsin is having a moment. Oh, they did? They had an All-American in uh, junior freestyle. Who was it? Let's give him some shout-out here. It's like Carson 195. Yeah. We need to get the Ferraris back in the Fargo mix. Bo right? Nickel. We need Bo Nickel to enter Fargo. 
Actually, uh, I believe um, Texas Fargo legend Nick Renan, he won a couple times. Yeah, we need him back. <laughs> and we, need, we need these people to start having children also. If you guys could put together the all-time Texas team as high school seniors, would they win Fargo? Yeah. I mean, no. Are you sure? Oh, yeah. yeah. Slay. Yeah, Texas had like Turf five Fargo champs in, in freestyle ever, junior freestyle, like total, through all the history of Texas. I will say yes. Well, you can't count Slay and Travell because were they that good in high school? I count it. And yes, they no. were. <laughs> I, don't know. I, I take their best version that they ever Travell was not. <laughs> All right. What about since the year 2000? Has, has Texas had five Fargo? Where's Jason Bryant's almanac? I don't have it. I don't have it on my person. <laughs> it's, uh, it would be hard to keep on your person. Wisconsin, <laughs> we did that in one night. What's that? Because Wisconsin, we did that in one night. Oh, here we go. Well, <laughs> if you weren't a coward and would start an AWA down here, maybe we'd have a couple. But you want to hoard all the good wrestling for for Wisconsin, oh. which is crazy because you're like, oh, if Kale would tell his secrets, it would help wrestling so much. Meanwhile, Ben Ben won't leave the state. He 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 hoards all of his coaching capital and keeps it. Within the cheesy borders. I don't like I actually, it. Actually, you know what? Christian, I'm going to be honest with you here. I've thought about, uh, so we have a, like a manager's meeting for AWA, like, uh, like you got what you guys would call an offsite okay, uh, yeah. at the end of August. Mm-hmm. And a few new ones starting up. Shout out Wisconsin Rapids and Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. We're starting two new AWAs. But anyway, so this year I decided to build out like a PowerPoint presentation of like step-by-step how we did what we're doing, you know, for mm-hmm. the new managers to see yeah. I thought maybe I just, after I present them, maybe I just open source and I put it out there on the internet. What do you think? I don't think that would be the worst idea. Yeah. I figure, you know, if people get some good ideas and then it helps go wrestling, that's a net positive. I don't need to keep all the secrets because I, I hate it when Kale does it. So I might as well just share everything that we do. How much, um, how much of it is technical? Uh, I actually think probably uh not that much but i mean i think that part's teachable as well well that's the most uh, important that's the part i want that's the part you want but i see that's i think that's where everyone wants but i actually don't oh, think i love how he's going to open source his his stuff but not his technique interesting no no i said i will i said i will do that i said i will do that i mean shit a lot of it's already listen guys this is a great time for me to make an advertisement i have 19 dvds on wrestling fanatics you can go check those out just Boom. 19 Thing. Well, that's that's sorry. That's me and Max combined. Unfortunately, I I want to put one, at least one of my children through college, so I'm gonna have to you know have to Daily slowly deal. look for daily deals. But what I was I said I would do that, Christian. But I think the technical part is is maybe not the most important. I think I, like the the theory, the theory and the philosophy behind how to like bring kids up and keep kids motivated and keep them really into it. I think it's probably more important. In my yeah. Opinion. Yeah. I, I know that, but you know what? <laughs> I, I'm not going to admit or deny or pretend that like the technical aspect is not a big part of it too. Oh, it matters. It matters. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, uh, okay. I, Texas 23 Fargo champs in the last 10 years. Boom. Way more Wait, than Wisconsin. All, no, no, no. I said, no, I said specifically, Okay, that's got to include 19 girls. of those came from women's freestyle. <laughs> I knew it. I knew. Why does that matter? 
Because I said junior men's freestyle competition. Yeah, make it make it as specific Three. as you can. Three. Three Fargo champs in the past 10 years. Oh, yeah. 10 years. See, since 2000, I bet they have more than five. <laughs> he said since 2000. In the last 10 years, right? Is he? Yeah. We need the almanac. I'm sure. Is Jason listening? Is he still in? Is he still at the turf? Let me see. <laughs> Sometimes he Jason looks. Jason has a lot of Fargo, actually. He loves Fargo. Loves it. I believe that one of his children's middle name is Fargo. I believe that's true. Jason, I mean, can, it, it's Jason such a great tournament. Like, it's a good one. It, it is. is good. It really is. Remember when they talked about moving it? I'm so glad they didn't. Yeah, I agree. My wife was making fun of us. She's like, you know, wrestlers, they're like gritty and about how tough you can be. And sure enough, they got their national tournament in Fargo, North Dakota. And I'm like, it's so gritty. There's no other place to have it. We got to have it in Fargo because everyone knows their way around. It's so simple. Where should we Where should we have it, Amy? Boca Raton? Mar-a-Lago? Come That'd on. Terrible. Be horrible. Awful. Wisconsin would do terrible in, in – Floridian hum- humidity. Yeah, couldn't handle it. Yeah, you have to keep it up north. That's why we got to travel so far. The Texans. It's, a, it's just a it's a climate shock. Yes, it's the only reason. I know you weren't there this year, but and I know you might not believe me right now, but it actually wasn't so hot. I I've been there some summers. And it's not that bad, and some of them have been really bad, but. There's some nice weather there. You know, it was really pleasant when we were there. Oh, it was nice. You get a good walleye. Ben, do you have any walleye? Have the walleye there? tenders. Oh, they're tasty. Oh, they're a good, funny. A good trout. Um. Okay. Next up. What is next? I don't know. I have no idea. Hey, Christian, are you coming to Fort Lauderdale this weekend? Yeah. Wait, you're not going to be hey. there, are you? Ben. I'm gonna. Be, I'm leaving tomorrow, bro. That's kind of where I'm at. Really? How long are you there? Thursday. I'm here till Thursday. Oh my! You're in Fort Lauderdale. Well, just north. Okay. It was like 20 minutes from the airport. Oh wow! Yeah. We, we should. We should hang out and be friends. All right. Let's do it. All right. I'll. I'll, I'll text you when you Katie's coming too. Oh yeah. Well, I got all. I got my wife and all my kids. I think we're going to the whole crew. Yeah, Ozzy got into fishing, and he really wants to go deep sea fishing. He wants to catch a hammerhead shark. Oh, (laughs) I hope he does. Sometimes they just come right up on shore. So you wouldn't be scared if he if he hoisted a hammerhead up on the on the boat. Well, I suppose uh, you know that's not the fish's house anymore. Not in the water. (laughs) He's in your house, the boat house. I was obsessed with sharks when I was a kid. I don't know if that's all. That's probably not all that uncommon, but like I knew a lot about sharks. Maybe <laughs> Ozzy and I are kindred. We can we can talk sharks while you and you know other people talk wrestling. Okay. Okay. He, he knows a lot about things. Cool. And I want to battle him <laughs> one one good time. Get a beat down. Okay. Yeah. Let's look at some other questions. Um, Joseph Floyd, what are your expectations for Joel Adams? Will he be a contender in college or just a Greco guy? It mm. does feel like there's not many guys that aren't heavyweights that um, have made the Greco and folk style choice, and it's like gone great that I can think of. 
Um, so it does uh, feel like he may need to choose. Yeah, I agree. And it's going to be he needs to choose if he if he really wants to be good at folk style and he does that, he'll probably be pretty good at folk style. And if he wants to really pursue who's pursue Greco aspirations, he's probably pretty good at Greco. But it will be hard to do both because they're just not the same. They're so different. They're so freaking different. Um, yeah, I don't know. He's an interesting one. I think he's got a lot of a lot of gifts. And if he goes all in, and probably once he gets to Michigan, you would think he'd be like, okay, this this is this is where my bread's getting buttered. I'm getting education from Michigan. I need to freaking get good at 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 folk style. Um, not that he's not good. He's really good at folk style, but like specialized. But maybe just in the spring summer he does Greco. Michigan traditionally is not a Greco college. There are a couple out there. I know they have Adam Kuhn. They have one of our last Greco medals, sir. I know they have Adam Kuhn, and who is there in training Greco there? But I don't envision Joel Adams and Adam Kuhn being partners. Well, you need to visualize it because I think it could happen. <laughs> you know, you got your like Illinois, kind of Ohio State, Oregon State does some Greco stuff too. Some of those schools where they're college oh, guys trying to make Greco teams as well, guys. You weren't lying. I just got a text from, from Jason Bryant. You know what he said? His middle name is Fargo. He's dropping off Franny Fargo Bryant at camp right now. <laughs> Franny. <laughs> I knew it. Freaking fr- What? That's a joke. Uh, are you sure? Yes. His, his child is not named Franny Fargo. <laughs> How do you know that? I'm well, just I'm- trusting the guy. At this point, I'm just really hoping for that child's sake. Well, but I think Jason's just being funny. He does. Are you have, sure? He has the um, Olympics. He, yeah, Ruby, Lucy, but I don't. I don't think there's any Franny Fargos. Are you sure? I'm looking him up. He might be telling the truth. They all have like Rio and L- London. I know they're he because they're like Olympic theme middle names. He he bases uh, his, his children are named based on the Olympic quad we're in. <laughs> Come not on, really. not really. Just coincidentally for those those two, he can set it straight. Wait, if they have the Olympics in Fargo, Jason, you are gonna have to name your next child Franny Fargo. He should have the Olympics in Fargo. <laughs> it's certainly <laughs> that would be the most hilarious thing ever. Be like, geez, I we just threw our hat in the ring there. I didn't think we'd get it, but <laughs> sure as shooting, we got Fargo. I guess we're gonna have to do her. Where are we going to put all these dang horses? Okay. Um, this was a question that's been asked. Oh, the pirate wants to know who's coming to Fort Lauderdale. Me. Yeah, who is? Me. Um, Andy Hamilton. And some other non-content people go. David Bray will not be there. He is in Disney. He is in Florida, but not, not the Lauderdale. Okay. Um, let's do some other questions. Ben, how do you coach a kid to warm up before a match? How can they be physically, mentally, and emotionally prepared to perform their best? Man, um, I you know what? I don't see this as that big of a deal. Um, and I know a lot of people make a big deal of it, and so maybe I feel like I'm wrong in saying this, but then at the same time, I have a bunch of kids who perform really, really well, so maybe I'm not wrong, is like, I don't really care. As long as they show up ready to wrestle, they can do whatever the hell they want to warm up. And so, you know, if I see a kid who's maybe, and obviously it would happen probably at a significantly younger age, they show up and 
Uh, they look like deer in headlights. Maybe we got to fix that. But generally, by the time they get to high school, there's very few of them who they don't have their routine down about, you know, what they're going to, you know, warm up to music or how they're going to do it or whatever. You know, I think the, the bigger, the harder one would be those athletes who have like some type of performance anxiety and we get to a big stage that that's a hurdle you got to clear with probably more athletes. But the amount of athletes that I have that just like don't know how to warm up, it's like, I don't know. I don't want, I don't want to say zero, but probably really close to zero. I, is it a common problem where some kids do too much in the warm up, or do you see that ever? Have you seen that ever? Guys are just drill, drill, yeah. drill, go get a little too hot. I think uh, I would say yes, but I would say that'd be more like a Fargo one where it's like, especially the they might have eleven matches, right? So you can't do a full warm up for eleven matches. You're going to be gassed by the tournament. So in that situation, yeah. Um, but honestly, like a lot of kids, some of the kids are really high energy, and if they if that's what makes them comfortable and that's what makes them ready to wrestle, as long as right the performance is indicative of was their warm up good. If the performance is good, then we shouldn't have an issue with the warm up. You know what I'm saying? It shouldn't have to be too specified. It's like, dude, you're a 17 year old. You need to have this figured out by now. I shouldn't have to babysit you through this. Like, figure out how your body needs to be to get ready to wrestle and go wrestle. And so, you know, if if there's not an issue with the performance, then I don't think we have to take it back and worry about the warm up. Okay. I don't know. How do you feel? Is that crazy? Well, I don't know. It could be. I mean, if they're just levels above who they're wrestling, I mean, I guess you can properly assess if they're competing well or not. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I, was, I actually just had a mental Monday with our athletes about that maybe a month ago. It's like, um, and I, I asked them to properly assess themselves as well. But it's like when I watch kids in practice, I'm pretty freaking good at guessing like how good they're going to be. You know, like say they're, yeah. they're training all fall. I could damn near guess that what their high school record is going to be, right. Mm-hmm. Or where they're going to place that state. Are they going to be a state qualifier, state placement, or a state champion? Like, like you can see them and it's kind of like, you can pretty much guess pretty closely where they're going to be. Um, and yeah, I don't feel like there's too many kids who are like all that far off of um, where their warm up affects them. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I think it is. I mean, like, is. I, even uh, um, uh, Mulvaney, like Mulvaney, one of his big issues, um, uh, and it was not a warm up thing, it was just a mental thing. It was he was a really slow starter, mm. right? He's, he's got some diesel, and so it's like, dude, like when you step on the mat, you can't freaking give up the first six points every time and then come back. You got to freaking get ready to wrestle and move fast when the whistle blows. So like that would be, but that would be more not a again not a warm up thing. That would be like a mentality of like, okay, I know I've got good cardio and I know I can go the full six minutes, but I also have to be able to start fast so that I don't put myself in too big of a hole. Yeah, yeah, it's not necessarily warm up related. That'd be ta- like tactical, strategical. Hmm. Okay. Let's see. Next question: What does Flo think Gable will do? Ooh, uh, that this is the biggest question. It the is. I mean, there's so many. I mean, he's. I think he's announcing on NXT his some of his intentions. I I personally think he's going to wrestle in college next year. I believe that. I believe he's going to wrestle at Worlds. Try to make the Olympic team, all while pairing it with WWE. Will he transfer? He obviously is out there teasing it substantially. That I don't know. That I'm. 
I'm less sure. I know that. Okay. that... Christian Piles, gun to your head right now. Where is he going? But yes, thank you, JD. Be cool, man. Be cool. He's gonna wrestle. He's gonna wrestle at Minnesota this year, second semester. He's gonna win worlds in September first. Wrestle okay. uh, for Minnesota second semester. He's gonna win that. He's gonna make the Olympic team, win the Olympics, all while doing some level of WWE. And then after the Olympics in 2024, then maybe we don't see him. Really? I mean, maybe. I said maybe. I, I I think that what I mean is that's the only time I'll entertain the idea of not watching Gable compete in wrestling. Like, I feel really strongly we'll get some version of Gable wrestling between now and real wrestling. If I say wrestling, you know what I freaking mean. Um, wrestling yeah. between now and the end of the uh, 24 Olympics. Yeah, okay. I see what you're saying. I mean, man, I feel like if he's coming back, he might, he might as well just stay back. Like, you know, you came back to just be back for a year, a year and a half, and then you're gone again. Like, what in the world? Yeah. But, you know, I mean, he he has WWE commitments as well. And I, I, I really, I mean, Gable may be the only one, but I do feel like you have to make a choice, right, and figure out what, like, full on at some point. Um, yeah. I think he could always I, – I will say I do think he could always be a world champion, Olympic champion level wrestler, even with like part-time WWE training. But I feel like the inverse, like can he reach his full WWE potential while, you know, trying to be the, the world and Olympic champion perennially? Like that that seems like it would be tough just from a scheduling standpoint. Not just training, yeah. but I know very little about uh, WWE also, so who knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, I made the case for him last week. I hope he decides to keep wrestling. It's but good to have him back, and I think he could potentially be an all-time great if he sticks around for long enough. Agreed. This is oh, – go ahead, J.D. I was just going to ask, when is that next event he's saying what he's doing? I think it's like net. Is it Wednesday or something? But midweek, I want to say. I'm pretty sure it is. What channel is it on? Probably the WWE Network. I don't know. Uh, I uh, I don't think he's gonna announce his where he will attend school. Oh no, this. no, no, no way! It's just a. He's just Why gonna not? come out and say, "Oh, I'm gonna do." Yeah. WWE college and Olympic wrestling. Yeah, that's what's gonna happen. I'm about to lift off. Yeah. I want to know where he's going to college. Yeah, I know. That's the big one. But I don't think he's going to get into that at all. I don't think he knows yet. <laughs> no, probably. I don't. Really? Yeah. You don't think he knows? Mm-mm. He doesn't wow. need to know for a while. I don't think he knows. Okay. What, from... but what could be – hold on. What could be inhibiting him from not knowing because um, – he knows what the offer is. He's probably he's made a visit. Obviously, there was pictures. He was taking pictures while he was there. Mm-hmm. Um, does he want to do another visit? Is there another offer coming? Like, what? I mean, what are we waiting for here? My guess would be he obviously got a, a very real offer from Iowa that is life changing oh. amount of money for sure. And he's what he is that noise? He got a, a very real. 
Oh, I was hearing myself in the back. I was Sorry, weird. I clicked on, I clicked on the uh, Facebook feed. I wanted to see Keith Gothard was making some comments. Sorry, keep going. Okay, sorry. I thought Tyler was yelling at me, like he always does. But I think <laughs> so. He's got that offer from from Iowa oh, and pro- sorry, probably other places. Okay. Sorry, I thought Tyler was yelling. I gotta take this out of my ear for the time being. I can't hear that anymore. Um, sorry, Christian. And so, should I just stop? No, keep going. No, go. <laughs> And so I, I would assume he wants to give Minnesota the opportunity to match it. I think he has a lot of loyalty to Minnesota. But um, so I think, you know, Egum and staff have to fundraise to to get it. Uh, Keith Gothard is very upset. and He thinks Gable likes attention. That's what he's upset about. You think? <laughs> I mean, yeah. But that's like his job is to get attention. Like that's, I agree fully. that's, that's, yeah, he's, atten- you say attention to trivialize it or make it sound like, um, well, like that's literally the job of any entertainer is to capture your attention. So, yeah. Uh, vilifying it is silly, Keith. And I think he wants to be in the WWE. Do you think John Cena and the rock and Hulk Hogan, <laughs> shake the snake? Did those guys not want attention? Like, Oh, I don't want attention. That's, that is actually the point. So yes, Keith. He wants attention. Um, yeah, for real. You have correctly identified. <laughs> you have. John, co- did, have you guys ever seen what? Jail Sonnen goes off on John Cena tweets. Like John Cena has all these <laughs> yeah. lame, just generic tweets, and Jill like flips out on them. I've. And it's, it's, I literally like crack up every time. I have not seen this. Oh my gosh! All right, hold on. Let me see if I can. I don't want to. Read it's it. a lot they're, of. Them. They're pretty like, freaking mean. But yes. they're also really funny. It's almost like I feel like it's the uh, oh, what's the the your mom's house trolling Garth Brooks? Oh yeah, yeah. Tom Segura. It's like like John Cena has to be like, what the heck? Why is Jill's son and just troll me relentlessly? He's like, I don't even make these tweets, bro. Um, which is maybe his point. Um, Jill is a, so- is definitely one of the funniest people I know. Um, but why yeah. does John Cena just make all these? I mean, it's probably not even him, right? It's probably he's got a team or something that just does all these generic tweets. You know, usually I should watch. You guys should watch. You say <laughs> generic. They're they're totally corny. They're just the cheesiest. Give, give, give me corny. an example. I, I, right, I don't on. even know what to envision here. Uh, oh, uh, uh, there's a comedian Shane Gillis who totally makes fun of all the people that love uh, John Cena. You guys should go watch it sometime. Yeah. Okay, you can get it. Here's a John Shane Cena. Great Austinite. John Cena. Are you guys reading that? Oh, you're I'm reading trying. <laughs> I'm trying to read it, Ben. <laughs> oh my gosh! You can get ahead in life and still be kind. Be a fighter without being a bully. Swim without being a shark. Be vulnerable and still be strong. Step up without stepping on and over others. You can live with love for self and others. That's from John Cena. So obviously, this needs to be dunked on. Um, if you read out loud, and then Chael Sonnen says, don't think. Just do what John Cena tells you to do. Being fabulously wealthy enough to control his own life is boring. He needs to control your life, too. <laughs> Why does, give Cena power, control, and attention. That's pretty strong, Chael. That's less funny. But, yeah, John Cena just tweets stuff like that. That's kind of funny. Anyway, I don't know why he goes after him so hard, but he does. Um, it's 9.30 well July July 18th I'll leave you with this one 
The moment you accept your past, your future becomes an opening. Wow. John Cena. Really makes you think. <laughs> I feel like Garth Brooks would read this on Instagram. <laughs> oh, so bad. They're Have so we ever bad. seen John Cena and Garth Brooks at the same time? I haven't. Um, he said, Chael Sonnen said, I cannot control John Cena's bad writers, but I can beat up John Cena. And with that, I think we can all agree with that. The American Gangster. Yes. It's time to go. Maybe I'll see you in Florida if you're there, Ben. I won't see JD. No show Thursday. Oh, housekeeping. This is our last FRL right here at this desk. This place will be no more. We are moving our studio operations. We're Oppenheimer in it. We're just blowing it up. We're blowing it up and we're moving to to Congress where the rest (laughs) of our HQ is, which is going to be great. Um, So we'll have kind of like an in-between studio before we get our full-on studio, which is going to be sweet, I guess. Tyler, that's his responsibility. It's going to be – it's TBD if it's going to be good. But it will exist, and it's going to be over on Congress. So, uh, yeah, thank you to this desk. Let me ask you a question. Inquire. How many of the FRLs – today was 944 – have you done in that studio? 700 at least. There. When did you come on? It was January 1st of uh, some year. Oh, yeah, but you have, your, you, year. you have your... You have your... Uh, yeah, but you remember the exact episode. Well, I went and looked back. It was Corona. It was just January whatever, January 2 or 3 I or whatever. I know when it was. I, just, I thought you knew like the episode number. Um, joins. I don't. Followers. Anyways, at least seven... 700 I would conservatively say so that's a lot a lot of watch parties a lot of a lot it's of been a good run it's been a good run did you guys do any not do any FRL in the old old studio on Cesar Chavez oh yeah you oh, yeah so it started there. one you've called in for some there yeah we've done a bunch I probably at least a hundred and some there before we moved here so wow. yeah a lot of a lot of FRLs at this uh, in here a lot of Sion barge ins <laughs> And uh, this place is going to be gone, which is sort of sad. This is the HQ here on Springdale I've been at the longest. I spent the most time in. But our new place is great. Happy to be there. Happy to just have one commute instead of the double commute on FRL days. Not that anyone cares about that. Um, <laughs> but, but, yeah, exciting, exciting stuff. Uh, so, yeah, say goodbye to this. Look, the fine wood paneling is no more. I don't think we're going to have that. Um, so, yeah, now we're really leaving. <laughs> No show Thursday. No show Thursday is what I meant to say because we're moving. It's a whole thing. And I'll be gone. And so is Ben. There you go. Thanks, guys. Bye. Peace. All clear.